This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. Pesticide bans hit wallets. Cal OSHA strays from Newsom. Where to expect drought? And how USDA will glean info from climate projects. Study. Pesticide bans would bump lettuce prices and drop yields. A new study examined the impacts of Cal EPA's proposals for curtailing the use of pyrethroids and neonicotinoids. The economic impact report found production costs for romaine lettuce would jump more than 12%, leading grocery store prices to rise as much as 8%. Growers would spend up to $290 more per acre, while crop yields would drop as much as 10% farmers would face more financial risk. The impacts would trickle down to labor, processing, transportation, manufacturing, and disadvantaged communities. The California Farm Bureau's Research Foundation commissioned the consultancy firm ERA Economics to perform the analysis. Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson said reports like this should guide policy. The state is instead banning crop protection tools based on political speculation rather than real science and economic data. California is an island with its COVID-19 restrictions. Farm groups are pleading with the Cal OSHA Standards Board to reconsider a draft proposal to enact the nation's most restrictive workplace safety regulation for COVID-19. Oregon and Washington are the only other states with similar requirements and they are far less restrictive than California's proposal that, according to Michael Miller of the California Association of Wine Grape Growers, he told the board yesterday that many other states with less restrictive policies or no standards at all have lower hospitalization and death rates than California. If no one is following, is California really leading, he asked. Our employees are tired of the restrictions, and they're resisting compliance requirements. Miller pointed out that the regulation would stay in effect for nearly two years after Governor Newsom ends the state of emergency in February. Inflation impacting plans for holiday grocery shopping. This year, typical holiday stress is exacerbated by inflationary concerns. 62% of shoppers reporting their grocery costs have increased year over year. That according to FMI, the Food Industry Association's U.S. Grocery Shopper Trends in 2022 series focusing on holiday shopping. When it comes to holiday plans, 45% of shoppers are more concerned about the price of holiday meals than the price of travel or gifts. Despite inflation-induced concerns, average weekly household grocery spending is currently at $148 a week, which is down from the 161 peak during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to FMI. Food is the centerpiece for so many of our holiday gatherings. Despite inflationary pressures, consumers are determined to enjoy the festivities this year as they normally do, said Leslie Saracen, president and CEO of FMI. The food industry is working tirelessly to keep costs down to ensure that our timeless traditions can continue during this holiday season. You can see our full report at agripulse.com. Winter forecast calls for expanding drought. 
The government's climate prediction center is out with its winter forecast, and it's not good news for much of the west and the south. The forecast calls for widespread extreme drought to persist across the west and the central to southern Great Plains. Meanwhile, a drought is expected to develop across the south. The cause? Well, La Nina expected to return for a third consecutive winter, producing warmer-than-average temperatures in the southwest and across the Gulf Coast and eastern seaboard, according to the forecast. By the way, barge rates have fallen sharply along the Mississippi River, even as low water levels have hindered traffic. USDA says in its weekly grain transportation report that the St. Louis barge spot rate fell from a peak of nearly $106 a ton last week to under $73 a ton this week. Amid uncertainty about when barge traffic will normalize, some grain shippers have delayed deliveries until later in the year, which has softened demand for barges, the report says. Restrictions on barges and periodic closures for dredging are expected to continue through the end of this month. Vilsack, we'll keep county committees. It looks like USDA is going to keep USDA's county committee structure that ensures farmers have a say in the administration farm programs. USDA's Equity Commission recently approved a draft recommendation that Secretary Vilsack would consider replacing the committee system. In an interview with AgriPulse Newsmakers, Vilsack said there does need to be an appropriation representation of the minority farmers in each county. I think that's the critical concern. I don't think it's a situation of essentially doing away with the county structure. It's just making sure that it works fairly and justly, he says. This week's newsmakers will be available today at agripulse.com. Bonnie, climate smart projects will learn from each other. USDA is looking to increase the impact of the climate smart projects the department is funding by having project leaders share lessons with each other. USDA is setting up a partner network for that shared learning, some of which will be provided to the public, according to Robert Bonney, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Programs. Speaking at a forum sponsored by Resources for the Future, Bonnie said the projects will be sharing lessons on a range of issues, including the measurement of carbon impacts and ways to reduce transaction costs. There's going to be structured learning that comes out of this, Bonnie said. By the way, Bonnie pushed back against a suggestion that farm subsidies should be reformed to push more farmers into lower carbon practices. Bonnie said farmers will need to benefit from addressing climate concerns. That means protecting their risk management tools, and that includes crop insurance. Bonnie said crop insurance can be, quote, climate-resilient tool, noting the premium discounts USDA has offered in the past two years to farmers who planted their cover crops. Regulation does a good job of stopping bad things, It doesn't do a particularly good job of encouraging good things, he said, referring to climate-smart farming practices. Well, here's today's He Said It. Our driverless tractor standard is a relic of the age of bell-bottom jeans and pork-chop sideburns. That Brian Little, Director of Labor Affairs for the California Farm Bureau on Cal-OSHA Regulation blocking the broad use of autonomous tractors.
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 21st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.